Welcome everybody to another episode of the Exist Magazine podcast. This is episode 14. And on this episode, I set up remotely again during this COVID lockdown with printmaker Travis Lawrence. I was tipped off by a friend about his work and immediately was drawn to his style and delivery. From unique hand-carved painted prints to album covers to skateboards, his work can be found all over. For more of Travis's work, go to infinity-prints.com and you can follow Travis on Instagram at Travis Lawrence and Infinity Prints on Facebook. Thanks again for listening and please comment and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us show up in the world a little more. Subscribe and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Exist Magazine, the number one. Stay safe, practice social distancing, stay positive, and share some love, everybody. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're here with artist and printmaker Travis Lawrence. Travis, say hi. Hello. And uh, yeah, we're here to again during this uh, COVID-19 uh, outage, if you will, while we're trying to uh, occupy our our time and, and bring a little insight and encouragement into our listeners' ears. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, Travis. Um, what kind of uh, work you're uh, doing right now? Yeah, well, um, I'm, a, I'm a printmaker, which uh, most people don't really know what that that medium is uh even though it's pretty pretty self-explanatory um the i guess the art of printmaking is the same as the way that you're familiar with uh printed material whether that be um, the traditional book method or even in modern times you can do digital uh, I primarily do the, the traditional styles and primarily relief, which is uh, woodcut and similar type materials. We're essentially making uh, large stamps and running them through printing presses to make imagery. Yeah. So, and how are you uh, creating the stamps? Um, well, there's a, there's a couple different types of material I use for, for larger blocks. I'll use, uh, I'll use a material, uh, well, I'll use a wood. Uh, birch primarily. And then for smaller ones, I'll use a, another material called Centra, which is kind of like a composite similar to like what linoleum is, which is pretty popular in, in the printmaking field. Uh, and I mostly just do that for the sake of uh, retaining detail. So is it, um, do you prefer the, uh, the Centra over the, uh, the birch or, uh, do you get, do you get different, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, marks, uh, between the, uh, materials. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, I, I prefer the look of, of wood, uh, especially when you start getting like the grain and the noise that can come with it. Whenever you're, uh, really experimenting with the, with the actual printing process, you can, you can see that this was a, this was a piece of wood. Um, so I prefer that, but when it comes to, to smaller imagery uh, or pieces, since, I like incorporating a lot of detail and fine, fine lines into it. When it, when it comes to wood, there's always the, the chipping that happens because you're, you're dealing with the grain mm -hmm. and, um, if, uh, if too many chips can like just blow out a line and really just ruin a ruin an image. So the center retains that because it's, it's, it's just a, a flat, consistent material. Um, but once once I get to a little bit larger size where I can allow some of that that chipping to occur and um, 
just some of that noise that happens, then yeah, I'll switch back over to, to Birch just to, just to get that aesthetic. So, yeah. Yeah. And you're and more about your aesthetic. A lot, a lot of your, you know, imagery and uh, material seems to be kind of like, uh, kind of, it seems to have like a, a theme of, of creatures and mystical, uh, uh, beings and 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 idea or and iconography and stuff like that like eyes eyes and and tears uh can you uh go into that a little bit sure sure it's uh it, it it's very symbol rich um i uh i definitely have a an influence from you know mythology union psychology uh western esotericism uh all of these that that rely on the idea of there there's more of what's being told than what's being presented. Uh, so it's, you're given a narrative and then there's a facet of um, potential meanings behind it. And it's, and it's kind of leaving it, leaving it open to the viewer and um, medieval alchemy imagery is, it was a huge influence on me for that. Cause that was essentially what they were doing was they had these obscure plates um, or paintings or however they would present the, the images. And um, essentially what they were doing were they were, they were either lesson tools or they were um, just coded instructions on how to do these, these processes. And unless you really studied and digested them just coming at, at them, you would, you wouldn't really understand it, but it was, it was definitely a contemplative process that was involved into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. I love your style. I love the colors, you know, in the, in woodblock, you know, prints like, yeah, that, that texture and stuff like just, it just, you know, it gives the, the, gives me like a more of a hand, made uh feel like there's more put into it with yeah with your, with, yeah. <laughs> with effort I, I, but, I, um, I like embracing that too to where you look at it and you know that it's you know it this wasn't done with a with a computer um yeah yeah so, exactly exactly yeah, there's flaws to it and i embrace that as long as not too many flaws <laughs> <laughs> no the flaws are, are what really makes it it's mm -hmm. it's those those you know accidents that yeah really give, give character and bring yep. out you know yeah. the effort of it i but, agree so is this uh something you kind of uh came into uh early on in uh in in life and in, in your adolescence or is this something that was like uh brought to light by some specific moment of enlightenment yeah it it was it was accident um you know it was similar to where like I'd, I'd seen all of these these classic images before and i never just really put the thought into it of you know how they were made um i i stumbled onto it when i was in my 20s i was bouncing around through school trying to fight figure out um a future, which, what kind of degree I wanted. And, um, you know, I started off going to school. I was going to go for art. I didn't really know what exactly. Um, and I, I dropped out a few times. And, uh, one of the times whenever I came back, it was, I took a, I took a year off and I was just reading nonstop and I was, uh, I was just, just diving deep into like philosophy and mythology. Um, so I, I decided I was going to come back and I was, I signed up as a, I was double majored as a 
philosophy and anthropology major with a minor in religious studies. Wow. And yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> ambitious, but, and I slowly, right. slowly started shedding that. So then the anthropology is like, nope, that, that, that went. And then, um, um, I was just going to focus just strictly on the, the philosophy and the religious studies and the, uh, which is great. I loved it, but there was, there was so much input to where it was just, you know, constantly reading, constantly reading. I wasn't getting a, a, a chance to really release that, that creative urge that, that artists have to do. Um, mm-hmm. So I just got to this point where I was just, I got to go back to, I got to go back to an art major and I, I held on to my, philosophy and religious minor religious study minor but um i went down to the art building and sat down with the counselor and signed up for some classes for the next the next uh, semester and the the two she gave me was a introduction to um photography which was what i thought i was going to focus on because i'd been doing a lot of photography at the time and then an introduction to printmaking and I really wasn't quite sure what I was getting into with the, the printmaking class, but I uh, I noticed pretty quickly into that semester that I was spending more time in the print studio than I was in the actual like mm-hmm. uh, dark room or, or print or a photo lab, and that was that was pretty evident for me. And then so I just I just focused in that and just ran with it. So. Yeah. And where'd you go to school? Um, Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they have a really nice print print set up there. So, and, yeah, uh, I think uh, one of my professors at Webster, or do you know uh, Tate Foley? Uh, I don't know. I think he went to sure. SIU. Really? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah just... another great, great. He's a great printmaker. He does a lot of uh, work with like uh, digital stuff, RISM hmm. prints, and things okay. like that. Huh. I'm not sure. I feel bad if I do, and I'm blanked out. <laughs> I have to look them up. <laughs> yeah, no, I love printmaking. Uh, the The process of it all is, you know, really draws me to it. I just never, uh, uh, I, you know, I stayed steady with with design and photography, so I never mm-hmm. dove into it. But I definitely spent some hours in the in the printmaking studio doing some projects with screen prints and and just, you know. It didn't matter. It didn't matter how many hours I spent in there. Like I had to get it right. Like, it yeah, just nonstop. Yeah. It's a. It's. It's definitely a tedious, process-driven art form. Um, yeah. And if you don't have that attention span, then you're probably not gonna. You're not gonna stick with it. Um, yeah. It's. But it's for me. I find that extremely relaxing. To where it's. It's able to just really zone in, and then just like well zone in and zone out and Mm -hmm. and just just dive and go into it and doing these prints too uh multiple colors you have to do uh multiple carvings for each color correct that that is a process i actually i hand paint each each one of mine so i'll do i'll do an initial key block which is the black typically and Mm -hmm. then uh, i come back afterwards and individually hand paint each one Uh, and i do that for a few different reasons one because um, I just don't want to print multiple blocks. <laughs> I think that's where it originally started <laughs> from in all honesty, um, yeah. and resources with that. But there, there is a tradition to the, the hand painting of, of prints and that's, that's kind of how they, they, 
they did it back in the day instead of um, just doing multiple runs is they would they would pump out the the single color and then um, you would see in a lot of these manuscripts and, uh, and books to where um, they would have people come back and they would they would be hand painting them and you could tell that they were they were rushed because you know they were some of them they're just real sloppy and they're getting out of the lines and they're splatter marks um, you know some of them just didn't even care it was just like slop down a color um, and just like keep keep it out just to just to, just to push them through and uh, so. But do you do multiple prints of the one colors? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do. So what you see in the black, that's that's the print. And then after that, I come back, and then all of the uh, all the other colors are all are all hand painted. So each one individually gets gets painted. Um, and I I like that too because I mean my my favorite process throughout the whole thing is is the actual carving, and, and it's just you know I just dive in, I just zone into that. But at the same time, that that's not the final piece. That's just the the the, the matrix that which creates the final pieces. Um, yeah. So it coming back and taking each individual print and putting that that focus and that intent into it. Um, for me, I, I feel that's that's an, an enriching process because you know if I'm just mm -hmm. if I'm just printing them and they're just like popping out and they're done that's not carrying that energy that I've been putting into it for so long. But whenever yeah. I have each individual piece of paper with that print and I'm still spending hours on each one mm -hmm. of those, um, it, it does give an addition of say 12 or 24. It does give each one of those it's, it's unique power. Definitely. Yeah. So in your, uh, your work, um, uh when you do a show or something, it's the actual carvings on display, right? Uh, no, it'll be the, it'll be the, the, the printed, the final printed one, one of the additions. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll bring a block and, and display the block just so people can get an, an idea of how, how these were made. Um, yeah. You know, cause it, it's pretty common and you just kind of get, have to get used to it to where, you know, understandably, people don't know this process. So they, they think yeah, that these are yeah. all paintings or these are drawings that I did. And, and they are to a minor degree. There's, there's just a whole lot more that happens to it where, you know, the majority of the drawing is happening with an actual knife or a blade. So, yeah. <clears throat> so are you uh, getting a chance to do extra work during uh, this shutdown or, are you, uh, do you already kind of have a steady flow that you're going, going with? Uh, a little both. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly making so, but it, it has been nice to where I, I've had some extra time to really finish some things. I'm, I've been working on a, a series, I guess you would call them. It's about, it's 36 that I've been doing for the last few years. So 36, uh, different pieces going to this series I've been calling pillars. And I, I just uh, almost finished with uh, the last the last three, so that's that's kind of exciting, kind of ending that that era. And and I started doing some big blocks, some larger scale blocks, and I've been doing those from home, and um, so that's been pretty nice too. I was I was supposed to 30, have a oh go ahead thirty six pillars. Is there any significance to the? to that <laughs> um i should say yeah just because it would really <laughs> it'd really go well with the whole theme of everything here but but no 
Um, <laughs> when I first started doing them, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do 12 of these. And I got to 12 and I already had like several sketches lined out for more. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, let's do 24. And I was like, okay, well, how about 32? And then I hit 32 and I had another idea that I wanted to do and I hit 33 and then I already had three blocks laid out. And just, then, keep going. just keep yeah, going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Right now it feels like, uh, it feels like this is, um, this might be, might be the time to throw the towel in on these. 36 is a good amount. That's a good number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to woodblock hand carving, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a few, it's a few years. So, um, but it's been, it's been fun. So how big are they? These are the blocks themselves are 18 inches tall by about four and a half inches wide. So on, on the final piece of paper, the printed sheet, it's about, it's about 20, 20 inches tall by about six wide, some around there, I think five and a half technically. So, nice. so they have that long elongated look to it so that's that's why i loosely started calling them pillars because they had that pillar shape but there's also a really cool tradition when you when you're studying a lot of the the more um you know i guess esoteric is the word for it but in in the western in the western traditions where there's a lot of tales of these these pillars that Mm -hmm. um you know one the role of a pillar the main role of a pillar is to uphold something so it it's it provides um its function is to uphold something with it with a purpose in this case a roof a ceiling um, for protection or whatever Um, Mm -hmm. but in uh, a lot of the early um jewish and that flowed into Christian hermetic uh, eras. There's there's a lot of tales of these these pillars that were buried, and within the pillars were filled with these scrolls or these manuscripts. And essentially, what those were were the secrets of the universe, um, or the see. That's you know, what I was looking for. I knew <laughs> it had meaning. Right? Yep. Um, <laughs> Or the you know like the the arts and sciences um, of of reality, and they were so yeah they were they were these pillars that had this this function, but then like all symbols they also have another purpose and it's it's a hidden purpose. Yeah, and what is that purpose? Right, right, and that's for <laughs> whomever to to discover. So, yep. so yeah, they they kind of played along the lines of that. Is yeah okay, so they've got this long slender look like a pillar but at the same time they also embody some sort of teaching or idea that whoever quote-unquote discovers it is going to get whatever out of that so yeah and that elongated uh would be perfect for a skateboard too right yeah (laughs) yeah i uh I've seen your senior prints and I've also seen your work on skateboards. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, I did a skateboard. I've done two skateboards. I'm supposed to do a third one. There was supposed to be a skateboard show happening, but that, that got delayed. So 
it's yeah. uh it's just kind of sitting there hanging out waiting for me so so I, your show at hoffman lachance was delayed too correct it's it's yeah yeah is it, um, is, it is it up did you actually get a chance no to hang it? no it, it was supposed to it was supposed to go up in may so okay um and we're looking at july hopefully yeah um, hopefully things don't continuously get get pushed back hopefully by july things are normalizing again um but um yeah as of, yeah. as of right now we're looking at we're looking at july and it's going to have it's going to have all of these that whole series that i did so all 36 of those plus plus some other recent ones i've been doing so i'm pretty pretty excited about that this is my first solo show in st louis since 2012 so nice um, yeah yeah i've had i've had a few other shows elsewhere but haven't haven't had a strictly solo show here in the in the local front and in several years so pretty excited about that yeah i've also noticed a couple of your designs for some album art which were really rad yeah there, that's uh, fun do you usually uh are, so are, are you are you uh, uh like st louis homegrown or are you uh implant so to speak um from from the area i yeah i'm i'm from rural illinois so okay. born and raised on a on a farm here, but still like within the St. Louis region. So yeah, yeah I've always, I've always been been around here. So so you've done a lot of work with uh, some local bands. Done some local local bands. Worked with uh, mostly mostly some local metal bands. Like yeah, it was, your style works perfect for, for, the, <laughs> yeah. for the metal scene for sure. It's uh, Fister and the Lion's Daughters. Was known known those guys for for several years done some stuff with them but i've done some other things too for some some other pretty cool bands outside of here i've worked with um uh i did a t-shirt for there's a band called junius i did that a couple of years ago and um, a lot of posters and t-shirt designs i've worked with scott kelly from neurosis that was kind of a a big fanboy moment for me was you know meeting and hanging out with that guy and being friends with him nice so, yeah now yeah. don't 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 be mad i don't know who that is but I oh man it's just very like, important in the metal scene <laughs> yeah yeah be careful they're like gods in that world so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know I, I did notice there is a, a band i'm familiar with on one of your posters uh, mm -hmm. the deer hunter on this dredge poster yeah yeah I'm, I'm good friends with with drew from dredge so i've done some stuff with them uh, i've done some uh, collaborations with him too we did a we did a piece last year where i i took a uh, a plank of wood and i carved carved it into a, a frame essentially and then um he he did a painting and he put it inside so so like my framed relief block and then his painting inside of it so that was that was pretty cool nice. yeah nice yeah. yeah do you do a lot of uh collaboration work like that uh, not, not a whole a lot. To? Yeah. Not a whole lot. I, um, I did with him. Um, I was doing some, I'm doing some, some drawing collaborations with the, a, a, a artist poet up in Portland, Coleman Stevenson. She does, uh, a lot of tarot work and we did, we were doing like this, this exchange back and forth. Um, but yeah, I haven't really done a whole lot of collaboration work but i'm definitely i'm i don't want to 
open any kind of floodgates or anything, but I'm, I'm definitely open to it. I've got, I've got some ideas of other ones I want to do. And there's only so much time to, especially when you're dealing with other people and other people's schedules. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, right now, what it's kind of uh, like I'm, I'm being able to, uh, to work on uh, this exist stuff a, a little bit more right now. I've got a little more free time, so I'm definitely liking that. Yeah. So it's, it's nice seeing, creatives right now that are if not <laughs> actually having time to create yeah yeah they're either they're they're... Out, we're out, out of work <laughs> <laughs> right, Star, but... starv, starving artists actually being yeah. <laughs> doing what but they it... sure were born to do yeah <laughs> but it's nice because they're like they're they're doing it and they're like they're pumping it out and it's like you know take advantage of, of this you know this opportunity if i know it's opportunity is kind of an odd word for it and a lot of people wouldn't agree with it but um if you make it an opportunity at least you're 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 trying to use it for the best yeah yeah looking on the on the bright side of things right right staying optimistic try your your work is is so dark do you have a a, a bright side to you (laughs) (laughs) um no (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's it's all you know I, I, satan and pentagrams oh no there's no satan in it <laughs> um, I get, i'm getting some more color in in my pieces they're getting a little brighter but yeah no i i, yeah. I, I actually you know I, I just say that just because you know we're talking about the metal but i mean mm-hmm. there there really is a, a lightness to to your work too i mean you can definitely see yeah, yeah. I, I, I would hope. I mean, there's, there's definitely things. You know, like you, you're going to see skulls, and there's some coffins, and there's, you know, there's definitely references to death a lot. Um, but it's not like a, uh, you know, like it's something to really, um, like wallow in. It, it's, it's, it's definitely contemplative, and mm-hmm. you, which is something you should be doing anyways. There, there is some, uh, um, memento mori which basically is, you know, remember that, you know, you're going to die. Uh, so there, there's a lot of that in it, um, which isn't necessarily a, a, a dark negative thing. It's just a reminder. It's like, yeah, this is something that's, that's going to happen. And you should keep that in mind with all of your actions. Definitely. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. That, that hits, hits the nail on the head right there. Cool. A lot of uh, Latin phrases too. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot of Latin, uh, a little bit of Greek, and some Hebrew, um, and that's kind of a mix of one like trying to keep this stuff to have like a timeless feel to it. Like I, I want it to look like they're old. I want it to look like these came from these old manuscripts because um, there, there's a feeling of of okay, this is, you know, this is something that's been passed down through the ages. So it carries this weight. And there is something to that because they're, they're presenting symbols and mm-hmm. symbols are, are essentially these, these timeless vessels that are presenting the archetypal value of, of what they represent. And they've changed over, over time, but um, they've, they've been consistent in presentation uh, through cultures and um, throughout history, and but 
seeing some like seeing like a latin you know it's like okay you know like this is you know, it makes it makes it feel like you're experiencing something from you know several hundred years ago uh, but it also does a does a function too because it makes the viewer engaged and want to look up what that means and mm-hmm. uh, even if that does involve pulling out your iphone and google searching it yeah um you're at at that point you're you're interacting with an idea and you're unveiling part of that idea. Um, and if, if I can, if I can do that with the work, then it's more than just someone looking at it and being like, Oh, that's cool. And then moving on, they're actually, they're actually having a conversation with it. Yeah. 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 And I definitely, it's important to have that, you know, that, and being able to put that into your own work too, and not just creating content just because like it has me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely, I'm, I'm fans of artists that just do really fun, cool stuff. And, and that's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's, I think that's cool. And, and, you know, you, you, you do get a response out of that. Um, yeah. But, and it's, it's also harder for the, you know, printmaking and you know to become a trend too just because it's such a traditional form Mm -hmm. like there's there's it's hard to you know break that that kind of connection it has with it yeah yeah and and people do i mean they they do like a mixed media and then they incorporate like digital printing um -hmm. so then you know it, it does have that 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 contemporary appeal to it um so there, there's ways of doing that. And then, you know, you can pull in the, the wood block and do some block prints on it. And, yeah. Do you um, ever do any uh, other kind of prints like lithography or mono prints or man, copper plate? I, I haven't in, in, in a long time. And it's mostly just because of, of um, just resources. I'd, I'd love to do some etchings again. Uh, I've been chatting with a friend of mine about, about that and, um, that's that's what got me into printmaking was was the etchings were taking those taking mm-hmm. those plates and then you know dipping them into a bath of acid and then pulling them out and then you know you're you're creating these lines that are like ten times more detailed than what you can do with with a, with a micron pen. Yeah, uh, it's 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 Definitely a beautiful har- art. Harmonious Bosch comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can see that kind of. Uh, style being coming through and some of the, the the creatures and animals like the snakes and the, yep. and the fishes and stuff yeah yeah very cool do do enjoy his imagery yeah. are there any other uh artists that you kind of uh draw from for inspiration or do you kind of just go with this you know kind of old mythical kind of yeah I'd, grabbing I'd... grabbing that imagery from different different areas yeah i i I follow a bunch of different artists, uh, mostly mostly graphic artists, um, but I, I, I don't I don't want to say I'm, I'm really pulling anything from them. It seems, you know, most of my most of my inspiration comes from either books or writing. Um, and uh, what are you what are you reading right now? Uh, right now, I'm reading it's it's a book called Meditations on the Tarot. It's, uh, it was written okay. by an anonymous, I think he was a, a priest actually. Um, but he chose to be anonymous probably just because of the content that he, that he's writing about. Um, 
but he's he's interpreting the the tarot from a uh, from a Christian hermeticist point of view. Um, and uh, for for those that aren't familiar with what hermeticism is, it was a philosophical school movement that came from um, Greco-Egyptian Hellenistic era, um, kind of when those, those, those cultures were fusing, uh, has a lot of, uh, of alchemy influence into it. Um, very, very similar, very, very mystical writings in, in that nature. Um, but it doesn't necessarily fall under any sort of like religious banner. Um, so mm-hmm. it can kind of weave itself in and out of, out of, out of religions. Doesn't really um, name a God per se, but. Uh, not, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty open in that sense. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's concept of a God is something like so great that you can't comprehend it. So, mm. yeah. Very interesting. Do you read a lot of, uh, of books on the kind of, you know, religious that, yeah. aspect of, yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty much mostly what I read is something along those veins. Um, just really fascinated with with these um, interpretations and approaches with I guess you would say the the transcendent realities yeah, yeah. very interesting yeah I, I love the to, to the the uh, astrology aspect of it on the stars and how what kind of powers the planets hold yeah yeah I I'm not going to pretend I'm a I'm, I'm a, a master astrologists because i definitely am a am a novice in comparison to, to some friends that i have but there, there is something pretty pretty remarkable about it. i know like it gets a bad rap with with like daily horoscopes and um a lot of in you know modern critiques and and, mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i guess the, the modern scientific mind, but yeah. uh, there, there is, there is something to it and it, and it has had a major influence on just human culture in general, like every, Definitely. every culture. Um, so there, there's no denying that. So even. Well, yeah, even, even if uh, you... the first, first lady, Nancy Reagan, supposedly, uh, I, th- I think, right. Nancy Reagan, wasn't she the one that had a, uh, a medium that she would go to to uh, determine what uh, Ronald Reagan was like if he was going to fly that day or something like. Oh, that. really? Was, I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. There's there, that's pretty common. <laughs> uh, even even like Abraham Lincoln, uh, his his wife was real into that. She was into um, uh, like seances. They had they were having seances in the White yeah, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. You don't hear a whole lot about that though. <laughs> I mean, on all those all those cultures and and and, and um empires they they have that uh, uh england whenever it was at its at its peak um mm-hmm. they had john d who is probably one of the like the most famous magicians and he was he was calling shots for for decisions to be made that um um queen elizabeth was was using him as as one oh, of, i don't know about that i'm gonna have to look that up yeah john yeah d. yeah okay. yeah look him up he's he's fascinating um he was doing things and he had another guy with him and they were doing, they were doing some seance work. And that's where, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like the, the Enochian 
alphabet or language comes from. No. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a Nokian alphabet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing I love is is type. So when I find a new alphabet oh, yeah. to, to study. Yep. Yeah, this is this was a supposedly the uh you know the the language of the angels. So yeah. So <laughs> man. Yeah. So I got I learned how to write this and I can talk with the angels. Is that what it that's 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 essentially what it what it was. Yeah, it was it was a tool for communing with you know higher higher powers. So mm-hmm. yep. but yeah, he was he was um you know he was right there, you know, at the at the high courts. I mean you know, you got uh what's his face, uh Rasputin from mm-hmm. in, in Russia. You know, he was you know, the the mad monk, you know, and he was a spiritual advisor to um oh one of those czars. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty common. Um, you know, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if, if old Trump's got some up there that you're just not going to hear about. So (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. These, these times are crazy. It's always nice to find these, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know can something like that an idea like a like the the crazy you know powers in the world like draw it'll draw you in and, and grab your attention for for the time being which is exactly what we need right now yeah just, yeah just let it just to get get into it like just mm-hmm. just discover something new well and, and yeah the, i mean these fields that's 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 really what they're for it's it's to to better yourself and align yourself with with something uh something greater and um, which is supposed to actually better off yourself. Now it's whenever it gets used for the wrong, the wrong intent. That's whenever mm-hmm. you know, that's that's whenever it usually backfires, and you know the the power aspect comes in out of it. You know, I guess even yeah. talking about that, you know, you're, you're looking back at um, um, uh, Nazi Germany. I mean, like, I was going to say Hitler. Like Hitler had some crazy theories too. They did. They did. Uh, it was it was more so. Um, I can't think of his name, but it was one of the other guys, one of the other higher ranked guys up there. He was, he was all about this stuff. Um, but he was in it for, for not so much reasons of, you know, self betterment, but it was, it was definitely a, it was a, a chase for power. And, you know, yeah. they were, they were working with mediums and trying to commune with, with higher intelligences. And, um, yeah, they got, they got, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of people theorize that they did, and who knows? I've been on an X Files binge lately. So have you? Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. U- UFOs are on my mind right yeah. now. Yeah, I was on a UFO kick last fall. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Dude, that's that's what I I love. I love aliens. I love that. I mm-hmm. love believe, trip believing that there's that they're out there just waiting, waiting to to be found or waiting to find us. Yeah, but, but but I was outside today and uh, enjoying this beautiful weather and mm. reading my book, and all of a sudden this helicopter starts circling like right over my house. <laughs> <laughs> I like I and like I was doing a, a Facetime with some friends too, uh-huh. and like I pulled that. I'm like, they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, show me, show me. So I like hold my computer out there trying to uh-huh. show them like this helicopter is just like three big circles it did like right over my house. I'm like, huh. what? It's unmarked, you know, just like a 
private chopper. I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing? I'm like, right. I know he's he's low enough. I'm like, yeah. I know he sees me out in my yard right now, <laughs> looking at something. Hopefully, it wasn't you. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. I'm like, right. what am I? What am I hiding right now? <laughs> but yeah, after binging some X Files, you know, you start that'll to do get it. Paranoid a little yep, bit. <laughs> yep. It'll that'll definitely do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Scully and Mulder bust through my back door fence and that'd be cool. <laughs> backyard fence. <laughs> Take off with them. <laughs> yeah. I, Jillian Anderson, well, I'm, I'd be right along with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take me. <laughs> Are you? Uh, do you watch anything? Are you? Uh, you got your Netflix that you do, or do you um, stay stay focused creating? It's. Uh, I'll, I'll have some stuff on from time to time. Um, yeah, a lot of times it's music. I'll have like podcasts going too, uh, depending depending on the show. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have some shows on. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't done that tiger show yet, mostly because I don't know if I really <laughs> want to be in that kind of headspace. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, that, I'll come that, around that to one it at hit, some point. Yeah. That one hit different with me because I just uh, kind of grew up around familiar, you know, familiarities with that kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out in the, uh, the, the Western parts of, of St. Louis and St. Charles. Nice. Yeah. But uh, it, it was definitely uh, fun to watch. I definitely recommend it. But yeah, I'll, I'll come around to it at some point. <laughs> I do that a lot with some of these these shows where like the there's so much hype, and I just kind of like put it off, and then six months later I'll put it on, and then just like geek out on it, and yeah, text text all my friends that had already seen it and don't care anymore about how great it is. <laughs> so. That was like six months ago, man. Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah, it's like, man, did you see episode three? <laughs> like, this is wild. But... We'll see. So, so is there anything else that you like to do in your spare time? Uh, that, that's, that's, this is my spare time. This is um, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's talking, wasting your time with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> human, human contact now, which is, um, yeah, as best, as close as we could get. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we FaceTime, uh, when I did the last one with my buddy Steven, so we had mm-hmm. that going, but I don't, I didn't know if, uh, you would be comfortable with doing the FaceTime. I know I haven't showered today. There's no, I haven't showered in like three weeks. There was no reason to. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I think so I do, I think, doing I think a FaceTime. I think I got it this week. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah. that, as long as you get one a week, that's all. Yeah, yeah. It's like run my run my fingers through my hair, and that'll be the the scale. Like, oh yeah, it's okay, go. yep. It's 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 time. So. <laughs> I go on the sheen on my face, like how shiny mm. my face is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yep. I should probably, scales. Probably, probably bathe. <laughs> it's it's good for you, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I guess as long as your your lady doesn't mind. <laughs> oh, she minds. <laughs> she minds. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sleeping in the basement for the past. Oh. Two, you know? Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> that could be a way of gauging it too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The the louder her her yells get at me, I think is the. Uh, <laughs> No, we, we keep it clean, but I do have greasy hair today, so <laughs> didn't want to FaceTime. <sighs> but yeah, I um, again appreciate you uh, taking the time to to do this with me, man. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. You know, I'm it's I'm fun. always out trying to uh, find creatives and uh, and get to know them better, and of course, you know, promote your work Thanks. and uh, and everything you do. That's that's definitely appreciative, and um, yeah, creatives right now they they need they need the eyes on them. So, do you have anybody, uh, an artist, another uh, local artist, or somebody that you know of that you would uh, give a shout out to or tell them, tell to go check out? Um, well, I I do a few projects with a with a longtime buddy here in town, Josh Rowan. Um, he's mostly known for uh, doing a lot of the graphics around town, a lot of digital graphics, but, um, he's a pretty amazing photographer. He does a lot of traveling and just, um, he, he's been releasing these books then of, uh, all his different, different journeys. Oh, so. um, oh no, no, I'm thinking of something else, nope. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely check out his work. Cause you know, he's, he's juggling a bunch of stuff and we actually started a project here, this year uh it's a project called uh, black dagger books and that's what i was gonna say i was gonna i was like thinking of, i've seen that name before this yeah black dagger books yeah. yeah he 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 approached me about it because he he used to be a tattoo artist and through that he became a graphic designer and um but still still involved with the scene and uh, i met him through through the the tattoo scene i met him at a tattoo shop that we used to hang out with at back in the day. And uh, I actually turned down the chance to, to apprentice tattooing cause I wanted to do printmaking. So I wanted to go to school and do that. So I said no to, no to tattooing, but still just involved with you know that scene and those, mm-hmm. and all those, yeah. all those folks and, and just watching what they're doing. And um, yeah, he approached me about doing, doing some sort of a book type project similar to like what he's doing with, with his photo books, but having it be an, an art focused book. And, um, you know, we decided to do it on a tattoo artist, but not, not their actual tattoos, but the work that they do outside. Um, yeah. Cause a lot of these, you know, you, you just know them because of their, of their tattoos, but at the same right. time, they're, they're extremely prolific artists as well. And, um, yeah what i was seeing of that would look really really good yeah yeah so we, we we've gotten a handful handful of artists from around the country so far um and we've we're about to release book five next month and um it's it's been great yeah. you know just connecting yeah. with these with these guys and, and and ladies we got um we got one female tattoo artist in there so far we got another one coming up here pretty soon and um yeah it's just their 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 works it's it's some of it is very tattoo-esque and some of it's stuff just completely different that they they just have to do to flex that creative muscle and mm-hmm. um and it's it's really great because we, we we sit down and we chat with them too and we talk to them and you know talk about their processes and their inspirations and, and that uh, sounds amazing yeah yeah it's been a real enriching enriching project so black dagger books black dagger books yeah yeah, I've got to get my hands on a copy. Yeah, or, or two, or all of them, or collect all them all. It's a, it's yes. a, there's a, it's a subscription based. Um, oh, okay. But you can also buy one offs too. But nice. for the for the better deal, you can sign up for a subscription and you get you get one of these books each month. And, Perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. So we got we've got a, a a group that's that's been subscribing now and it, and that's been growing and it's uh, 
you know, it's yeah. It's, I like to rotate my coffee table books out, so I've got a new art book on the on the table every every six yeah. months or so. Yeah, that's great. Well, you can do it every month with a different tattoo artist. Perfect. <laughs> and I'm sure the print quality of the book is amazing too. It it is. Yeah, yeah. It was. That's what we wanted. We wanted to do like a a high quality art book. Um, yeah but also affordable to where you can collect them. Um, Cause that's the kind of thing with art books is they can be so expensive. Very. So if you're coming out with a, you know, a collection of them, then, you know, most people can't realistically afford that. So we, right. We, I we wait until to... the museums, gift shops come out with their sales and then I go yeah. to the museum. Yep. Gift yep. Shop. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that's what we wanted. We wanted, yeah, we wanted to make these accessible, but we also wanted to make the quality a high quality to where yeah, you're definitely. you're getting it's it's an art book. You know, there's no Respect advertisements the in it. The artist. Um, yep, it's just it's just just strictly visuals. Um, so yeah, it looked amazing. Thanks, thanks. And and is that do they have like a a specific uh, social uh, feed for that? Like, are they is it Black Dagger Books on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, Black Dagger Books. Yeah. Cool, cool. And then and then my personal Instagram is just Travis Lawrence. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Any other uh shout outs you want to give? Uh that's 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 that'll do. I'll just give it to Josh. <laughs> nice. Nice. Shout out to Josh Rowan. I'll give a Black give a Dagger shout out books. to my to my dog wizard who's sleeping in my lap right now. Aw, what kind of dog is Wizard? <laughs> he's a he's a Shorky. So it's a Shih Tzu Yorkie mix. Oh, that's an interesting mix. Yeah, he's he's about seven pounds. <laughs> so. I like the little dogs. I, I always grew up with a with a lap dog. Yeah, this is I always grew up with big dogs like German Shepherds and Labs. So <laughs> when this guy came around, I was like, I don't know what this is. even the dog yeah he's he's something (laughs) well that's awesome man thanks again for uh joining us and i really appreciate it keep up the the amazing work i I appreciate you having me on man yeah yeah any any anytime anytime you want to want to come on and and chat we'll 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 be here for sure cool keep these uh podcasts going yeah during during the uh the covid downtime this is this it's the best time for it too so heck yeah man cool all right well uh don't go away just yet but i'm gonna end the episode here um thanks again everybody for for listening in and uh we'll talk to you soon thanks bye